welcome back to another episode of Law Schoolers. In this lecture, so to speak, I'm going to be going over uh, contacts and personal jurisdiction and how contacts can help you form specific personal jurisdiction. We're going to be focusing mostly on specific personal jurisdiction. Just as a refresher of everything that uh, is required in this, um, just a bit of a review. So in order for a case to be dismissed, well, when you're filing a case, a complaint is filed by the plaintiff, uh, which initiates a, a trial, and then an answer needs to be filed by the defendant, which is all, often includes a motion to dismiss. And most of those need argue against a motion to dismiss for lack of personal jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction, or venue, because each of those things need to be met. But we're going to be focusing mainly on personal jurisdiction, and within personal jurisdiction, there are four things uh, that can be met, and only one of those things needs to be met in order for uh, personal jurisdiction to be found. First is specific personal jurisdiction. Second is general personal jurisdiction. Third is transient presence, also known as TAG. And fourth is consent or waiver. We're going to be focusing on specific jurisdiction today with the cases that we read and uh, focused on. So one thing to know is that a human being can only have one domicile, which is where they reside or where they plan on returning to reside uh, within the very near future. Uh, complete intent, they never left, those kind of things. Corporations can have two citizenships. First, the principal place of in, uh, conducting business, and second, where the business was actually incorporated, and that means just where it was given life, where it was born. Okay, other terms that we need to know is filing is what you do with the court, service is what you do with the other parties, and forum, the forum court is the court where the complaint was filed. So, for example, if a complaint was filed in a Washington court, that the forum is a court in Washington. So the forum state is Washington state. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about, talk about international shoe because this was the biggest case that we talked about for introducing um, subject personal jurisdiction. So international shoe, what ended up happening was a shoe was incorporated into Delaware but had its principal place of business in Missouri. However, it had a lot of individuals working in Washington and I'm not 100% sure if I've talked about international shoe or not, but I'm going to go over it just to be sure. Okay, so international shoe, they've got business going on in Washington. And Washington says, okay, because you're doing business here, you're clearly benefiting from the estate and stuff like that. We, you need to be paying unemployment benefits so that if these people go unemployed, they are still benefited from you. However, internet, it, but International Shoe refused to pay. So Washington sued, and they sued in Washington. They didn't go to Missouri. 
they would have found personal jurisdiction if they went to Missouri. But why would a state go to Missouri? Because they're not going to have a stronger case. They want to try and bring the defendant to their state. That way, they have a stronger case. So the plaintiffs want to be work, uh, in Washington. The defendants want to be filing suit in Missouri. And that's really where this conflict arises because the defendants, International Shoes, says, no, you don't have personal jurisdiction here because you can't sue us unless we're in our state. And that's because uh, of the rule of Penoyer, which we talked about previously. However, International Shoe is going to challenge that standard. So what happens here is that the court says if you have sufficient minimum contacts, meaning if your contacts meet this high standard that we have established, then personal jurisdiction can occur. What was going on in this instance was that the salesmen were conducting sales sending those cells back to Washington, uh, to Missouri, and then Missouri was filling those orders in Washington. So this is a controversy that arose out of Washington and thus was filed suit in Washington. And so because of these contacts, these 12 or so individuals, the court was able to find specific personal jurisdiction. Because the court found this specific personal jurisdiction, it can be tried, and you get into the, all the evidence, the discovery after that, but jurisdiction needs to be found before all those things happen. Okay, I think that's everything that we had to talk about when it came to international shoe. It did overrule most of the things in Penoyer. Uh, one thing to note though before I end this is that international shoe there are some things that are changed from today and we're going to go into that more in tomorrow but this will be just like a little spoiler. But the rule today says does the plaintiff's claim arise from or relate to the defendant's sufficient minimum contacts with the forum state? So what that means is the claim and the contacts need to be occurring with the forum state, which is where the complaint was filed to. So if it's in Washington, it needs to have arisen out of Washington. But we'll get into to that with more in-depths at a later time. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. 
They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.